0: Hey, millennials, this is for you. Life is a single-player game. It's a single-player game. It's not a team game. It's not a virtual game. It is a real single-player game. You have the option of winning or losing, of becoming or not becoming, of staying in the known or descending into the unknown to learn through curiosity and to reemerge back into the unknown world, a more powerful, a more present person. And what we found in life is that effective people can become trustworthy, and trustworthy people can become responsible and only through responsibility can someone obtain purpose in fact there is no other purpose to have no other purpose to be gained than that through responsibility Because if you gain purpose on its own without responsibility, it's fleeting. It is a perceived lower J joy. It is a perceived temporal happiness. It's nothing but fleeting. And so today, I want to help millennial men become the effective leaders that they were destined to become, the effective leaders that they were destined to show out to be and to prove the world wrong. I know if you're like me and I'm in my forties, so think of me as, as a little bit of an older version of yourself telling the future you, the future you telling the present you the way things work, the way things operate. I'm drinking coffee. I'm getting ready to go on a number of trips through Europe and then eventually through Asia. I'll be traveling the next couple of months off and on. And, and so we're shooting a bunch of videos all in one day. So I've got the coffee here, a little bit more casual today. And just if you're like me, you have difficulty waking up sometimes. It's you, you have all this negative thinking. You figure out like why do I have to work? Because every time I go to work, there's new problems that come up. It seems like I never get traction. You have this lack of energy sometimes that you really don't put the work for it, and you see all these people, people that you probably know who just get lucky, would get lucky in the tech game, get lucky in cryptocurrencies, get lucky in other areas of their life. They inherit something, they marry someone that's wealthy, and you think, well, that's certainly to happen to me because I'm meant to do something more, and of course it would happen to me because that's the way that my life is going to work, is I'm going to get lucky. I'm here to tell you that this is all a form of negativity and false premise thinking that there's a way around this. If you're like me, I'm drinking the coffee. It's, I've been here for a few hours shooting. Just, the sun just now came up that I don't get motivated to start very easily. And I know I've got to take action. I know I've got to start, but I'm not motivated to do it. And so sometimes I, I wait for the motivation to come and the motivation never comes. I'm sure you're, you're the same way sometimes. And I figured this out that, that we have to hack the loop. We have to hack the motivation action loop and that we were lied to our entire lives when we were told that we have to be motivated in order to act. In fact, the truth is this. The truth is that we must first take action. And from action, we have progress. And from progress, we receive momentum. And from momentum, there comes the motivation. And the motivation, once it's there, makes it so much easier for you to act. That we don't have to wait until we're motivated to act. But we should act in order to receive the motivation. The action in the end brings the motivation not the other way around. And so we have to act. We want to get effective. We want to obtain responsibility and meaning and purpose in our lives. So today I'm going to give you eight practices. These are practices that were identified by a hundred-year-old guy, Peter Drucker, about what makes the maximally effective person. What makes the maximally effective leader? What makes the maximally effective, purposeful, responsible person that has meaning in the world. And so the first thing that Peter Drucker tells us is that the effective person asks, what needs to be done? What really needs to be done? The trash has to be taken out, the clothes have to be washed, I've got to go to classes, I've got to go to the grocery store and buy food, I've got to eat, I've got to exercise, I've got to get my work done, I've got to get to work at a certain time. Those sorts of things need to be done. But beyond that, what your work actually needs to be done, what work doesn't need to be done? And so this is what Peter Drucker talks about, is that the, the effective executive, the effective leader works on the right things and they disavow the wrong things. The effective executive realizes that the important thing is caffeinating up so that you can get on camera to help your friends understand what they will see 10 or 20 years from now and look back and wish someone had told them. Ask what needs to be done. And the second thing that an effective person does is they ask what is right for the organization, for the team, for my family. They ask what is right for the for the larger group, not what is right for me. What is self-aggrandizing right now? What is self-filling right now? They don't ask that. They ask about what's right for the team, for the organization, for the family and they do that. The third thing that they do is they develop short action plans, like one-page action plans, what, what, what I'm going Going to do what I'm not going to do, and I found this is quite helpful. I've got another video on the one page business plan that you might enjoy. It was in my interview with Greg Brenneman, the former CEO of Burger King and CEO of Continental Airlines when he was 33 years old. He developed this one page turnaround business plan, which I highly recommend. And you can do one for your life as well. What is the action plan? What are the things that you have to do? What are the things you're going to stop doing, which are more important than the action items? What are things that you're not going to do? Put those on the list. These are things I'm not going to do. I'm not going to eat chocolate. I'm not going to eat ice cream on the weekdays. I'm not going to eat French fries within 10 miles of my house, which is an honest one that I had to put forth because I love French fries. Develop short action plans, very, very simple action plans, which allow you to move forward and progress in your development as a person, both physically, mentally, spiritually. The fourth thing you're going to want to do is if you're going to be effective, you have to take responsibility for your actions and also the actions of your team And don't blame others. Never blame others. The goal is not to disavow the responsibility that it was someone else's fault why you Failed an exam. You didn't understand the directions properly. The person didn't upload the notes properly. The person didn't advise you on what was going to happen. Do not make excuses. No excuses. No exceptions ever. Never blame anyone else. Even if it's possible for you to blame others, take the responsibility yourself. You have to hold yourself to a higher level than others. You have to be brutally ruthless with yourself and then give grace to others. Blaming is the inverse of that, and the blaming will put us on the wrong path of life. The fifth thing you want to do, and this is what. Drucker says effective leaders do very, very well is they take the responsibility for communication. They take the responsibility for communication on themselves. And so, as a leader, if you're leading a team at this point in your life, your job is to repeat the core values, repeat the objectives, repeat the mission, and re articulate it in different ways over and over and over again so the team becomes indwelt with the purposes thereof. It's your responsibility to take communication. It's your, your responsibility to take opportunities and translate them into actionable steps. And this is this is step number six. This is the next step is that real leaders, people that are effective at get things done, Fortune 500 leaders, they don't focus on problem solving. They focus on opportunities. Show me a problem I'll show you a waste of resources. But show me an opportunity. I'll show you a 10-time functional return on those resources. And so we look for opportunities. We put our best people and our best time in the morning on the largest opportunity. That's why I'm doing this video first thing in the morning. You get the freshest Rick, you get the Rick first thing in the morning, and you get the very first sampling of the energy that I have in wanting to help you become more and to fulfill your very purpose. And so I focus on opportunities you can too. Problems can be solved by the C players. The opportunities deserve the attention of the A players, of the A team. The seventh thing that great leaders, that really effective executives, do is they take meetings to their maximal height productivity their maximal productivity and so what this means is they send out an agenda ahead of time they make the meetings ordinate towards not just briefing not just brainstorming but towards making decisions and creating action items the ability for you to see through the meetings is is imperative that most of your meetings tend to be ad hoc brainstorming sessions do not let your meetings turn into brainstorming sessions the other type of meetings that that I bet you find yourself in are these meandering meetings. Well, what if we did this? What if we did that? Or what do you think about this? Meandering. Do not let meetings meander. Meetings that meander are a sign of weak leaders, weak team members. If you're sitting in a meeting with a, a leader that's allowing the meeting to meander, say something. Say this meeting seems like it's meandering. It's not going anywhere. Are there specific actions that we need to take responsibility for as an outcome of this meeting? What is the goal of this meeting? If you had 90% fewer meetings, you'd be 90% better off. And so effective executives always make meetings productive. They're looking for Action items out of these meetings, and it said that the that the greatest leaders will take their own notes in meetings. Now, remember, if you're if you're using a Roberts Rules of Order for a large scale meeting, which I used for years when I was chairing this global organization with 2,000 folks, the Roberts Rules of Order state that the minutes of the meeting are only for action items. They're only for action items. It's not to not to dictate the words that were spoken, not to dictate the the, the ramblings or the meandering or the, the brainstorming of the group, but we're to document action items. And so think about it in this racing matrix. If you, if you haven't Googled a racing matrix, I encourage you, encourage you to do that. It's R-A-C-I. But it's basically a responsibility and accountability matrix for showing that there's an action item. It obviously has a due date, but it also has to have someone that's responsible and someone that's accountable for fulfilling the actions by the due date. You have to have at least three pieces of information in every action item. The action to do, the date which you can expect it, and who's responsible. If there's no one responsible, you can't hold anyone accountable. If no one's accountable, it won't get Done at least not in the way that you want it to, to happen. A bonus fourth tip is to is to define the goal and the objective of the outcome of the action item. So if the action item is to discover a new product to to grow the business by 10%, you say that discover a new item would be the action item. The goal would be just to grow the business by 10%. There's multiple ways to do this, but you at least have at least have these three areas of the action item: the per, per, person responsible and the due date that come from every single meeting. Someone needs to send this out after every single meeting. If you don't have a note taker, if you don't have a secretary for the meeting. That's you as the leader who's sending out the action items. And the final thing that's imperative for you as you build your effective millennial leader mindset that Peter Drucker talks about is that we need to think and we need to talk in a different way, a way that we're not really used to. If you notice, I'm talking in that way right now in that I'm not always talking about me. In fact, I'm rarely talking about me, how I feel, what I want, what I'm going to do, what I aspire to do. I'm talking about we. What do we think? What do we do? And this is the characteristic The eighth characteristic of the effective, responsible millennial leader is they talk about we and not me. They talk about we and not me. It's not about you. It's about the team. It's not about what you want. It's about what's best for the organization. And if we do what's best for the team, we'll all benefit. But if we do what's best for us, no one may benefit. In fact, that reinforces your prideful nature, which is obviously the predicate to the downfall in Jewish thought. And so we do this as a team. So what needs to be done? How are we going to do it? Who's responsibility? What's the action plan? What are the action items? And how do we function as a team? This is the summation of the effective millennial leader. And so how do we do this? How do we get to the point where we're able to become this sort of person? The first thing we do is we realize that this action loop is true. That we don't wait for motivation in order to take action. We take action in order to eventually bring the motivation. Action is the first step. Take action by default. Never delay. It's said that in warfare strategy that delay creates gaps. And gaps are where the enemies invade. That delay could be the very avenue of your enemy. And your enemy as a millennial is the waste of your time, the waste of your resources, and the waste of your very life. And so we have to take action, and action brings progress, and progress brings momentum, and momentum brings motivation, and motivation always leads to you wanting to do more action. Action, progress, momentum, motivation. And so my question is for you, how can we take action? How can you take action in the next 60 seconds? What can you do in the next 60 seconds to take the next step on your pathway to becoming the effective millennial leader that you were called to be. To be the person that's that's trustworthy and responsible and a person, person that leads the life of meaning and purpose. Your action in the next 60 seconds may be something like add an action to your calendar that you're going to undertake today or tomorrow. Your action may be to make a phone call. Pause the video right now and make a phone call. Your action may be to send an email to schedule a meeting to talk about something you've been delaying. Remember that that which you least want to converse about is what you most need to communicate about. That which you are evading is what you most need to encounter. And maybe it's something that you need to stop doing. Maybe it's something that's been holding you back from your purpose, from your becoming the maximal leader that you can become. Maybe it's something like uninstalling a social media app. Maybe now's the time where you uninstall that social media app that's been taking all of your attention away. That's been hurting your relationships. That's been hurting your mindset. That's been hurting your capacity to understand and to think and to reason and to read and to sit alone in a room. Remember, mankind's entirety of their problem can be solved, in the words of G.K. Chesterton, by man's willingness to sit alone in a room. If you can't sit alone in a room, you your device is your enemy, and there's probably a social media app on that device that's sucking it up, Uninstall it. you got 60 seconds to do that. Those are four steps you can take to effectuate the eight-step effective millennial leader over the next 60 seconds. Remember this, that action precedes motivation. Act first, be motivated later. Overcome and gain responsibility. By gaining responsibility, you can find your meaning and the purpose in the very life of your work and becoming the effective millennial leader you desire to be.